Welcome back to Starfield Raw. I am Joe the Widget, and I am joined by my fellow amazing co-hosts. I almost want to call you... The trapper doesn't work. What's another word for a wildlife photographer? What is called <laughs> wildlife photographer? Rook. Yeah, if you go to our uh, Discord's in-game pictures, I've been posting a lot of wildlife. What's up, everybody? Got some a good show for y'all tonight, so uh, let's get to it. And we are joined, as always, by the diseased Archon. The diseased. <laughs> hey, I'm almost... I'm a, well... Close to getting healed, so yeah, he was he I'm was pretty here. dang sick this week, especially earlier in the week. So me and uh, me and Rook had to go just a duo on Raw and Nerdy, which was interesting. Mm-hmm. If you heard that episode, go check it out. We just kind of freeformed it through the win- notes out the window and just went for it. It worked. Yeah, this, yeah. this was the first episode that we've of either show that I the first time I heard it was listening to it. Like, <laughs> I wow, know it was kind of weird. <laughs> Instead of being on it, it's yeah, it's different. I remember the, on my old podcast, the first time I ever had to miss a show, it was weird hearing that show go on without me being there. Yeah. And it was yeah, fun. You guys did a too. great job, though. You guys did an awesome job. I actually enjoyed the episode quite a bit. So it was oh, fun to be a listener you. for once. <laughs> but uh, this is episode number 22. This is our final episode of season one. We're going to be going into season two in the very beginning of the year. Uh, I believe you guys will be hearing the first episode of season two. My calendar is being stupid. Uh, January 5th. So that Friday. Yep. We are taking a week off for the holidays. I'm sure everybody understands. And so we can enjoy our families, our friends, and have a good time. I mean, recording for you guys is always fun, too. When my my highlight of my week, but, you know. Yep, yep. All right, we got a lot of Starfield to talk about. And there is something that pretty big that happened in the news. It was kind of an expansion of what we talked about last episode. Rook, what is, what is uh, Bethesda doing? All right, so got a little bit more information on this uh their game plan for 2024 um obviously we discussed the first big update will be in february and they're going to release up uh updates every six weeks yeah they said but last time they said around six weeks or yeah approximately approximately as testing allows <laughs> yeah but uh everybody's understanding that it's going to be city maps and new ways to travel uh but that now they're adding a couple other things they're adding uh or at least they've announced they're going to be adding new ways to customize ships. And everyone cheers and claps and hurrahs. Yay! <laughs> yeah, we'll see what kind of ways they add to customize. What do you guys, um, really quick before we go on, what do you guys think would be the ways that they could possibly add to customize ships? Let us put stuff in at angles instead of side-by-side connections. Yeah, angle beams would be great. Even, like maybe even be able to like rotate pieces like instead of having them be like static pieces that only go in this way, be able to like kind of rotate them around a little to fit your ships a little bit better. So like a freeform so, rotation. Yeah. Like hold this key to free to rotate. That'd be kind of cool. Then I mean, when you re- release, it'll snap. Yeah. Yeah, that'd, that'd be nice. Now, I mean, obviously, I, with tabs and stuff, you can't do that, but with the decoration pieces and stuff, you should be able to. Now, what I think a lot of our fans. And listeners will be interested in them seeing them do is make it where we can put where the ladders go in the ship. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. I sound like the Kool Aid Man on that one. Give you a, give you an internal customization instead of just an external. That'd be cool too. Yes, I have talked about that. We've talked about that on the show before. Give being the ability to customize your habs on the inside. Mm-hmm. That would be awesome. Yeah. But right now, the biggest thing I, every time I build, the biggest thing I keep running into is not having angled pieces or being able to put things at angle. Like half circular, quarter circular pieces would be great too. Things mm-hmm. like that, that can create, a, create different dimension, dimensions to the ship. Exactly. Or, I'm with I you mean, on that. Even make, even make it to where you can make pieces overlap like you can with with hacks, but like without having to actually hack to do it. Like just let you do it. No, that would make sense. How dare you want a hack to be legitimate, sir? <laughs> I mean, that's how that's how a lot of things become legitimate in games. People figure out a way to hack it the way they like it or make an add-on or something, and then I the game just adds it. So, To be honest, with how many people are using that particular glitch and the fact that uh, Bethesda hasn't patched out that glitch, I think they'll probably add that in the near future as a actual real thing. Yeah, just make it happen so that you don't have to glitch anymore. Mm-hmm. I never have done that. I don't even know how to do that. So, It's actually I, really simple. 
even if I did know how to do it, I wouldn't do it because I like. I mean, as Rook has found out, even the slightest little glitch, if you utilize it, could end up breaking the whole game. So <laughs> make it, I'll be honest. Make it sure you can't see New Atlantis anymore or something. <laughs> I'll be honest, this is the one glitch and the only glitch I use in the game is the smoothing glitch. It doesn't really affect anything. It just lets you smooth things together and it hasn't affected any of my gameplay. Yet. No, I have used it on my bounty hunter and I've used it on my current character. It, it hasn't done anything. The glitch for my main character, it has to do with the wolf, the den. So right. that's, completely, that's completely different. The wolf the only glitch. The only glitch that I've ever found that I've actually used was the puddle glitch. <laughs> the puddle glitch. <laughs> and I talked about that on air already. The puddle glitch was amazing. Yeah, that and got I, passed out. And actually, my, my new ship that I use in the game is uh, only using the smooth glitch once, and that's hiding my shield generator. Uh, so also, uh, they're also looking at adding new gameplay options to further adjust the difficulty. The examples that were given in the article I was reading was uh, making it where you can lift the cargo and encumbrance restrictions so you can just run around without those restrictions anymore. And another one was by making the game more sur survival-y style uh, by doing things like increasing how often you get inflictions. I'm wondering if they listened to our last episode. Yeah, right. Survival think, mode. Survival mode. That would be amazing. I think what they should do is actually make your afflictions affect more than just your health. So if you get contusions or something like that or broken bones, it actually makes it harder for you to move sprint and carry heavy weight. Hey, or no, if you I, get I, lung damage, you can't just constantly run and you actually have to s slow down every so often. See, I don't want it to happen. I don't want to increase the frequency of my afflictions. I have to run around with an entire hospital on my back just for my character to survive. How See, often I, I break bones, get contusions, get burns, get I don't want frostbite. To, like I said, <laughs> I don't want to see more frequency of afflictions. I want to see the afflictions affect more than just health. I mean, there's like a whole talent tree line that will help you with that widget. Like, just get those talents and then you, you <laughs> fix your afflictions a lot faster. And I would still break the bones all the time. True. Mental death perception errors. Well, that's not that high. And every bone in my body breaks as I land. What I want to see is them add an actual hard difficulty because very hard <laughs> is like not hard. Like if yeah. that's, It's I become my me. normal. You want to play a game on very hard, go play a Souls game and put it on very hard, and then you will literally want to commit suicide. It's <laughs> it's it's terrible. We want like, hell mode. Rage quit. It's it's terrible. So, and then you play this game on very hard, and you're like, uh... Starfield's very hard mode compared to Elder Scrolls or Fallout series is a joke. Yeah, it's like... It is those games' normal difficulty. Very hard mode. It mm -hmm. takes three bullets to kill them instead of one... What? Mm -hmm. That doesn't make it very hard. Just makes either it that or I'm getting used to using my uh, surroundings to my advantage. <laughs> yeah. Either either very very hard mode is not hard, or I'm getting very very good at this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's always a possibility. I mean, we do play it quite a bit. Mm, true. I mean, I think nowhere I... near as long as uh, as long as illness. He's at what almost 500 hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's our crazy one on the Discord. Mm -hmm. I don't know my my time after what I just discovered yesterday. My time. He's like might Starfield go up Gandhi. <laughs> Starfield ah, Gandhi. welcome to my space. <laughs> you want to know something? But yeah, and then uh, the other note of Shattered uh, Space being released sometime in the first half of next year. So yeah, yeah I'm still holding great. out that's going to be somewhere near the end of the first quarter. Yeah. But the biggest thing I thought was interesting was um, the customizing ships, the new ways to customize ships. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, that's a big one. Well, they mm -hmm. also said in the first big content patch, um, they said something about adding like quest lines in too. That's like the big content patch, not the not the expansion, but the content patch is it adding mm -hmm. a new quest line in. So that could be interesting too, depending on what it is. Yeah, it could Varun. be. Varun. Varun. I'm I'm holding out that that's going to be a, the major thing in Shattered Space. Well, based on the war in the game, sound Shattered Spacey. 
I'm no, telling you, man, it's going to be the fifth fa- faction introduced, the, fix- the faction quest introduced. Yeah, I, I have to agree with that. Uh, my leanings are the same way because of all the lore and game at the Varun's embassy leans to something big happening with the Varun because they just came back and started talking to their ambassador again. Maybe, but I still think because the whole game is revolved around jumping to different timelines over and over, somehow we're going to shatter space. Well, I'm not saying that that couldn't be a part of it. I'm saying, though, they're going to be introducing the Varun questline in the next expansion. I'm not, it's, it may not be a rel- revolving around it, but it's going to be introduced. Now, let's be honest. The name Shattered Space leaves too many options for us to figure out what it's going to It really to does, and yeah, we, just, we debated like, over this quite a bit. Yeah, and in, in, in like kind of like kind of like I had mentioned before, it just it seems like it'd be really hard to add a new storyline when you're already like repeating your timeline or how, like how could you have repeated your timeline ten times and never never noticed this storyline before? Like you you keep going to different alternate universes and you've never seen this timeline before. Now, it's kind of hard to add it now without doing something different, now, shattering something. Now, what they can do is actually implement or install the expansion and then have it not trigger until you go through a new game plus again or you start a new game. When we um, talked to Eden, he mentioned, well, not when we talked to him, but before that, when he did the panel, he kind of hinted at something similar to what um, Archon was talking about, about the new ways of the afterlife, basically, or something along those lines, something he said like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It would almost seem like, especially like with an expansion, because expansions always take place after the game. Like anytime you have an expansion, it takes place after the original game. So like it's it seems like with with what Rook said, like you wouldn't get to that content until after you go through the Unity, one mm-hmm. way or the other. That would make sense. I would. All right. That. Yeah, and I, I'm pretty sure we could talk about it a lot longer. So if you guys want to, I'm all I'm game for it. Another reason mm-hmm. for people to do a new game plus thirty. <laughs> yeah right <laughs> oh I got when I get to my, my play I got something special I want to talk to you guys about tonight I'm going to talk about it now because it's not really part of my play but what I did is I went around Twitch and I might pick a different streaming platform next time but what I did is I went around on Twitch one day and I just put in Starfield and I went to the different Starfield streamers and just watched them play and after I watched them play for a little bit get a feel for what they were about I would try to talk to them couple of them were amazing they were awesome and i'll talk about those guys and, and, and ladies in a second vast majority were complete a-holes <laughs> they wouldn't even respond to me they didn't care one lady was supposed to be playing starfield but was sitting there chatting in that stupid anime voice oh my gosh and you know like that kind of stuff just talking to the crowd I'm like when are you guys gonna play starfield when are you playing starfield oh, i'll get to it in an hour i'm gonna chat with everybody first and nope <laughs> not my yeah, I, I hate streamers who do that because if you're going to tell them you're going to be streaming stream and chat while you're gaming yeah chat yeah. while you're gaming that's the whole point just getting there and barely wearing anything for the views for being you know sexual or whatever now my cup of tea I hate that about streaming platforms and that Twitch even has that stuff but the cool ones that I did the notable ones was first one was uh, Motorsport 126 and this, what was cool about him, he was a really cool guy to talk to. A lot of fun to talk to, actually. He, his main character, now this is just his main, was in New Game 27. He had all powers. Yeah, he had all powers at rank 10, except for one. It was at rank 9, and he's not sure if he wanted to go through the whole all the powers again, just trying to get to that one power to rank 10 or not. But And that guy knows the game, and he knows it very, very well. It was a real Did pleasure to talk catch- to him. You having to catch what level he was? No, that I did not. I asked him, but I don't think he saw my chat on that. Well, new game 27, he's probably... I was going to say, I wonder if he's got every skill unlocked and everything by now, too. 200, 300? Somewhere probably. between there? I mean, I'm I only know. on new game plus 7, and I'm at like 138 now, I think. You're a lot higher than me. I'm only in my ni- early 90s at new game plus 5. My current character hasn't even done the main story quest except for where he finally got rid of uh, Sarah, and he's level 41. But Motorsport126, <laughs> if you're on Twitch, check him out. Great streamer. The guy is a Starfield, true Starfield streamer, so it was a pleasure talking to him. Um, the other one was Gippy, Gippy underscore Gecko. 
Ripley. Really funny guy. Uh, I don't. He's definitely European. He absolutely loves the game. And he's only been playing it... He's been playing about once a week since it was released. He was extremely chatty. Any question I asked, he was on it, answering it right away. Something I really like with the streamers when they get engaged with their audience and they talk about the game. And he has not... This has been a, a, a standard thing I've noticed with a lot of streamers is they did not New Game Plus yet. And he hasn't yet either. And he's just been trying to do every quest line <laughs> before he goes into a new game. And he was level 39. Uh, MK Becca, uh, she's a full explorer like you, Rook, big time explorer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and it's her, her, uh, stream, her Twitch handle is M as in letter M K K A Y. So M K A Y and then Becca B E C C A really cute young lady. And she was all about the exploration of the game. That's all she wanted to do. That's all she was doing was freaking out anytime any alien was near her. Like, it'd be a calm, like, cow-looking thing, and she'll pull out a shotgun and freak out and blow it to hell. <laughs> <laughs> she was a lot of fun to watch, and she's fairly new to the game and was completely blown away by how massive the planets were and everything she could do, that she can go anywhere on the entire planet, land there, and run and go any direction and explore. That one person in her chat was a complete moron. Um, Viren Croc, K-R-O-C-K. Kept saying this game is not that big. It's procedurally generated. It has procedurally generated content, and yeah, I, I put palm the face on that guy because can you imagine having to get a big enough team to handcraft a thousand planets? Yeah, that right. his statement is stupid because anybody who's played the game realizes that even those pre procedurally generated planets are huge. Yeah, and they're they've got multiple biomes, unique creatures. It's not like other procedurally games I've played before where it's very generic. So, yeah, MK Becca, really cool. The last one, um, Maddie Gone, which is M-A-T-Y-G-O-N. This guy was really cool. He was sitting out just snacking on his, sitting on his chair, snacking away, playing uh, Starfield like a champ. A lot of fun to talk to. Uh, he has not done the main quest yet. <laughs> Instead, all he's been doing is the faction quest. Nothing wrong so with that. No, not at all. And he's loving it. He was, yep. uh, I talked to him when he was about halfway through the UC quest line and was talking about the lore and what he's, what he likes about it so far and all that good stuff. And he, he's absolutely loves the game so far. Really, really cool people. So if you guys are looking for someone to watch, play the game and hang out with, that's other than me, the widget, go, go, go check him out. So I don't know why I haven't thought to do that. I haven't been on Twitch and watched a single person play Starfield yet. A lot of the videos, a lot of videos I watch on um, YouTube over Starfield are like shipbuilding tutorials and different stuff they've come uh, from news articles and whatnot. Yeah, I've been in Widget Stream a couple times, but other than that, oh, you have? Yeah, I didn't know you did. <laughs> All right, guys, let's let's get into our play. Like I also stream, like like they're saying, the Widget, you know, W I G I T. But I don't, I don't yeah. do it as often as a lot of these people do. That's not your primary source of money making. No, I, right. <laughs> I I feel honored if I have four or five people in my stream at once. All right, I'm going to get to mine first because I got a big tip, pro tip. So, exploration galore. That's what I've done today or this past week. Uh, if you go to our Discord. Oh, look at that. Uh, that's a shocker. <laughs> Discord.gg slash raw podcasts. Um, you'll see a channel called in-game pictures under Starfield Raw. I've been posting every single creature I come across. I take a picture of it. You know what's funny <laughs> is I keep looking at your pictures thinking, is, is, is he going to find one that I have not seen yet? So have far, you, seen, you have not. You've seen the big eyeball ones? Yes, and they creep me out. <laughs> it looks like they're big robot head eyes. Yes, with the, like bug eye, two large bug eyes in the middle of this giant head, tiny little leg. It was weird. Now, the really common ones that I come across, I'm not taking pictures of, but it's more of the uh, rare, not rare, but obscure ones that I haven't seen on many planets. When you get uh, to the, start exploring the far reach planets where they're way more procedurally generated that's when it's gonna get interesting that's when you're gonna find the really cool stuff oh yeah um i've also created an exploration photo album where um it's literally no discussions whatsoever no chat whatsoever it is literally just photos i have taken that's where i put in all my scenery shots because they just look cool i, I need to put a few today. in there i, I really need to put a few yeah, you do. We set it up I to where you more. can, sorry, Rook, <laughs> that you can actually uh, like the picture. You just can't chat, but you can like it or emoji it, whatever. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, don't tell me you didn't. Oh, wait, I'm in the wrong folder. So uh, there's one I took, and if I can find it, it's actually really cool. It's a picture that I took in-game. I'm on an ice moon, and it looks amazing because there's a moon that you see in the background where it looks... The sun is hitting it just right, so you see the crescent. Mm. And it just looks amazing because you see the crescent of the other planet in the space and then the sun in the top and then you see me standing there on the ice planet it's actually really cool yeah one of our uh people on discord uh starstat or starsat Mm -hmm. has some pretty interesting pictures i like what he did with the uh frames yeah i did this his soul tour i enjoyed watching looking at those i mean kind of those pictures were eh no offense buddy but eh some of them were really good, though. <laughs> well, there's you can only get so much on these different planets. Yeah. And the Saturn's Moon one he posted was great. That, that was is my amazing. Favorite. Yeah. And then he <laughs> writes on there, wow, and he wrote Saturn's <laughs> Moons. I want to know how he did that. I wonder if he has the actual pin pad that he can write the words. Because, Probably. Or if you just type it out and it actually makes it look like you're writing it. Well, you're talking but, about the one that was the eclipse over a kilo. That was uh, listen. No, at the, at the very bottom. I just have oh okay yeah yeah oh yeah, yeah, yeah. looks really cool yeah but uh, I might do stuff like what uh, Starsat did because that looks really awesome I like and that a lot of our, our listeners are getting into it oh yeah I was amazed I I just put this up there f- to track my photos and my um, scenery shots and all of a sudden everybody else is starting to take pictures of their scenery shots and put which them which is in great there. that's what we want bring it there's some awesome awesome pictures in this. I'm not arguing about it. I love it. You see the ingenuity people have and what they come across in game. Um, Leeson87 has one of my favorite ones on there so far, other than a couple that you did. Yeah. Uh, the His Eclipse over Aquila. That one, one and but the one above it. The sunset one above it is yeah, that's amazing. The good one. Yeah, it is amazing. All right, so back to my uh, gameplay. Yep. <laughs> Um, if y'all want to see all of these, like I said, it's on our Discord, discord.gg slash raw podcasts, and uh, you'll see some really cool shots. Um, I'm going to finish off my play, uh, play test or my weekly gameplay with a pro tip coming from one of our listeners. I'm going to say this the way it's spelt. So it's Degenti420 out of Australia. Uh, so last week we were talking on our last episode episode about outpost building uh archon was talking about how he wishes you could easily play stuff and put it just the way you want it and how much of a pain it is well this pro tip states that uh when you're when we were talking about the outpost building tips you said you wish there was a way to easily place things like coffee mugs on a table without having to manually spin it and drop it perfectly well he wanted to let us all know that you can actually do this Just drop the coffee mug or any other item you want to move onto the floor. And then instead of holding A on Xbox or E on PC to pick it up and move it, instead go to the outpost modify mode. You can now select a coffee mug just like any other outpost module and place it on the table and it will sit upright properly and it will snap into place so you can't be knocked over by you or NPCs. So that was cool uh, that he came on and shared us with that cool piece of information. It's usually useful if I'm trying talking when I'm not muted. (laughs) That's that's an excellent pro tip, but have you tried it yet to make sure it works? I tried it to see if you can manipulate things, and you can manipulate things that are on your floor inside modify mode. I just didn't try placing it anywhere. (laughs) Because now I feel dumb because I've wasted hours trying to place things perfectly when it's that easy i I found out something in your house too i found out something that made me feel dumb i found it by total accident during a live stream yeah the fact that you didn't know that actually surprises me because that's wait what did you find out that you found that you knew so doing a live stream i was messing with my powers and i've always go through them and have to highlight them to see which one's which and then i was trying to hit tab to get out and i accidentally hit q and when i hit q all the names appeared at once (laughs) <laughs> it was magic. <laughs> wow. Oops. Oh, man. All these hundreds of hours, and I didn't know about the Q and the powers. 
And it's kind of ironic if you go if you're a Star Trek fan, Q and Powers, boom boom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, I could do that. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, my week has consisted of me being sick and laying in bed and not being able to do anything at all, which has really sucked. Um, like you guys mentioned, I even had to take the night off of our other podcast, which really sucked. I hated doing that. Um, I am starting to feel a little bit better now. Hopefully with the meds and everything, I should be back up to full speed before Christmas. Hopefully fingers crossed. Mm -hmm. We believe in you. Uh, um, but I did find out something rather interesting yesterday. I finally had a little bit of gumption in me and uh i was trying to find something to do to cure my boredom while without leaving the comfort of my bed and i remembered that i have a, a backbone for my phone and i'm like hmm wonder what exactly i can do with well, this can you explain my... to the people who don't know what that is is um a backbone is basically it's a it's it, it's like a little controller that like slides and, and it'll fit onto your phone and it basically turns your phone into a portable gaming device. It has a bunch of games of its own and you can also do remote play for like PlayStation, you can pull up uh Xbox Live on it, I mean Xbox Game Pass whatever on it. Um you can stream like your Steam games from your computer to it. So I was just you know, going through and I'm like, I wonder what my phone can handle. Like, what games do I have that I'd be interested in playing that I can actually play on this thing and on my phone? And, I mean, I have an iPhone. I don't have the latest iPhone. I think it's like an iPhone 13. Yeah. I haven't decided to upgrade yet or anything. So I'm like, all right, what can I handle? I was like, I, I, I know I've, heard, I've seen from a lot of people, like, reviews and stuff for Steam Decks and things like that and how, like... They have lag issues and stuff when they try and play Starfield and things like that. So I'm like, all right, what what can my phone possibly handle? Imagine my surprise when I don't have a single game that doesn't run completely smooth on my phone. I played Starfield for probably about 45 minutes on my phone yesterday. Just fine. No problems. No lag. No glitching. No nothing. Even, like, smooth transitions between my ship and space, smooth transitions getting out of my ship, killing things. I, I never once had a single little... Never once lagged. Not once. So I'm sitting, I'm like, are you telling me that my phone has more processing power than a Steam Deck? Like, that seems <laughs> weird. That seems weird, because I did not have a single issue. I even, I even went as far as to pull up Baldur's Gate 3 through streaming it through my let me ask you a little steam. question here huh how much does a steam deck cost like six hundred dollars when they were brand new i mean they still how much like, does an still... iphone 13 cost brand new probably more yeah yeah like 13. A brand new a brand new steam deck at this point in time costs around five hundred dollars at walmart yeah. See, um, and here's the thing. I, I'm a, I'm a hardware specialist. My degrees, and yeah, I'm not getting that. But anyway, the power that is put into your little tiny phone is about two times what a Steam Deck can produce. That's insane. Because like, yeah, I'm sitting here playing like Baldur's Gate. I'm I even pull, pulled up like Sea of Thieves. Everything runs just crisp, clean on my phone. I'm like, okay. So then I'm like, all right, I'm really gonna test this thing. So I pulled up Forza Motorsport on my phone. <laughs> it was like playing it on my computer. I, I'm blown away at this. So I'm just sitting in my bed, just playing games, just having a good old time. Like, <laughs> okay. I mean, obviously, the one difference I will say probably between the Steam Deck and my phone, because my phone is a lot smaller, I definitely need to have my phone plugged in <laughs> if I'm playing anything <laughs> yeah, on it. Yeah, you think? It, it, definitely has to be plugged in because it was draining my battery really fast when i didn't have it plugged in but when i did have it plugged in yeah, it was fine. when you're playing a game like that your battery life becomes a countdown timer you know it's too much yeah mm -hmm. it was it was fast like i i was playing in the 45 minutes i was playing starfield i had my phone wasn't plugged in during starfield and i think i dropped like 46 percent in 45 minutes so it was Got like it. a percent a minute Unlike yeah. a Steam Deck, which is designed for running long periods of time, hours on end, phones are designed deck? to be multimedia platforms and not heavy usage without being plugged in. Yeah. 
Yeah, but even a Steam Deck, you can only, like, from what I heard, you can only play Starfield for about three or four hours before it dies. Oh, most handhelds are like that. Even Game Boys back in the day were like that for Pokemon Yellow. Oh, gosh. I remember <laughs> going through lots and lots of batteries playing Pokemon. <laughs> the difference is, it's unlike and find a place to save as fast as I could. Like, don't die before I save. The only <laughs> downfall to internally built-in batteries is you cannot change them for quick charges. <laughs> but yeah, I was pretty impressed by that. And and now at least I know, like, if I ever get sick again, I have an outlet. I can just, you know, pull out my backbone and play play whatever. And now that I know I can play Starfield anywhere I want, that's uh, pretty interesting. My, my game time go. might go up a little bit. Oh, boo-hoo. Oh, darn. <laughs> just let my wife drive wherever we go and i could sit there and play starfield in the passenger seat. Wow. Buddy, we're only going to the grocery store i don't care i can get five minutes in yeah i'm single <laughs> i don't have that option but i'll just get a self-driving tesla and then you can play while the car driving itself get pulled over immediately uh on my game one of the first things i did is i prepared to do the outpost video and i did it as promised it's about 45 minutes long and it's just mostly just about the resource gathering, setting up your resources and how to use the, the links, the cargo links. And that's up on my YouTube. I'm going to get it up on our channel when I remember to do so. Uh, the widget on YouTube on, or on my Twitch channel as well, as well as the shipbuilding one is there. That one's a little bit longer because I go a little more in depth with that. So if you guys want to check it out or having issues with the outpost links, just I, I go over it for you guys. I, I may have been wrong on a couple things. I don't think so but i did my best you and i did now your best. i did my best for you guys i have four outposts now and not a single livable space on any outpost it's just all resources <laughs> i have that big landing pad on my primary outpost where everything's going to on bezel 3b so i just park my ship because my ship my cargo ship is basically like a livable space it's got all the habs i need for sleeping for crafting for researching and everything else I just, I just stay on my ship. And I built that lightweight fighter I was talking about. Like, almost right after we recorded the last episode. Yeah. Came out awesome. It can't hold... It can't even hold my suit as in, the, in its cargo hold, but it can go fast <laughs> and fight. Hey, that's all that matters, right? Yeah, I think it has like 260 cargo space. I didn't some put a the, single cargo on it. Some of the best combat videos I've seen have been Class A fighters using ship design Tier 4 weapons. They're fast and nimble. Yeah, that's what I did. I set it up all for speed. The thing is, it's crazy fast. I can go around. It's kind of, I posted a video on our Discord, one of those um, those gifts of one of the old school boxers coming in, dancing around the guy and popping him. Oh, old uh, punch out clip. Yeah, well, not the punch out, but the actual. Oh no, no, the video of the really skinny guy going around, yeah, and just hitting exactly. this really big buff guy. <laughs> that's how I picture it. He's going around, popping everything. I, I, as soon as I built it, I took it out for a test drive. I jumped to like four different systems trying to find a fight. When I got into it, it was four bounty hunters against me, and I had to test it again because that wasn't enough. It was too easy and too mm -hmm. quick. So I went to a yeah. further reach out planet to get higher level ones, and yeah, it, it's a beast. It's slick. I love it. I don't even so, touch my warship anymore. There was an article I read uh, that if you just put, I think it's mid-level power range and a set of three sets of particle weapons, they'll just melt through ships like nothing. So I, I don't do that on a, a Class A fighter. I did a test. You know how I I'm normally never use those autocannons? Yeah. Oh, I put autocannons on my, on my fighter. They're tough. I, I put my missiles and my shield melters as my controllable guns, and I just had my my autocannons. And, yeah, I have been destroying everything I come across. I'll melt through them, their shields, before they even get close to me, and my autocannons will finish them off. Nice. Yeah, those autocannons are tough. Real tough. They really I haven't are. tried autocannons. Right now, my uh, ship I just shared today has two sets of particles and some of the best missiles you can get. Oh, I love the missiles. Those are my babies. <laughs> the Atlas missiles. There's two of the three, oh, three different ones I like a lot, and the ones I'm using on my lightweight are the ones that have a high fire rate. They don't do as much damage as like the Atlas, mm -hmm. but they have four times the fire rate, and probably a faster recharge time. Yeah, so I, that's why. Atlas. Yeah, that's what I use those for. My warship has the Atlas ones. Has four of the Atlas ones. 
I got two Atlas and even with full power, they don't recycle, recharge fast enough. So I might just remove those because while they do 156 damage to both shields and hull, I'm yeah, taking everything There's out the downfall. Really yeah, with yeah. those. The uh, the other missiles, I can't remember the name of them. They're kind of like a halfway in between the ones I got. And I think the ones I'm using are B-class. I don't remember. I have to check. I, I should have wrote that stuff down for you guys. Sorry. But they were about... I think they had a fire rate of 1.4 or 1.6. And they had about 100, uh, 68 to 68, I think it was. Mm-hmm. I just... Yeah, I designed the entire ship just for speed and, and death. And that's what it does. And it looks cool. It looks like... Uh, well, it doesn't look, look like anything. It might looks get like something like Star Wars. What? might get the missiles off my ship and put on the autocannons to see how those work on my ship. You can't take away your missiles, man. Why? I'm using particles. They deal damage faster than the missiles do. <laughs> missiles are awesome. They seek them out and destroy. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing the Ryujin quest line. I had, had to do it. I want my stealth suit. I finished the UC... Got mad at Andresia because she got mad at me. And yeah, I, I cannot. I was going to do it to where I was going to not do perfect. I was going to kill everything and do everything the wrong way. And I cannot bring myself to do it. Right now, I have a perfect run again. Of course. And I'm, I am I'm stopped the game right when I'm infiltrating Ryujin. Of course. Mm-hmm. I, I, can't wait and, I can't wait until you get the uh, alternate universe where... Andresia has killed everybody in the uh, thing. Then I'll marry her and we'll go off and destroy the universe. You can't. <laughs> you have to kill her. Yeah. It'll be a very sad day. I'll cry as I kill her and I'll go kill everything else in revenge. And then you Actually, go to do the reunion and do everything wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's when I go in and just snipe everything to death. I actually just saw something the other day about somebody who got an alternate universe that I had never heard of before, which was kind of surprising because I thought I had heard of them all. But apparently he got one where he showed up to Constellation and like all the members of Constellation had left and it was being used as like a little kid's hideout. Yeah. And they left they left like a little slate for you with all the artifacts telling you like basically what to do or whatever. But it was just a bunch of little kids there. I was like, what? There, there's one where all the members of the Constellation are little kids. <laughs> huh. Hey, no, no, no. I don't want to know. I've been trying to avoid all these. Well, the problem is, is the drop rate is way too low on them for you drop not rate. to look them. Yeah, drop rate. <laughs> I'm waiting till I see some, and I want to be surprised when I see one I finally get, if I ever get one, which I will eventually. At the rate we play the game, we're eventually going to get them. Like I said, I got one. And it wasn't saving it, but I got one. You got it right before the fix happened. I know. Which sucks, but you're the only one of us that has gotten that. I had a different color door. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> I got one. I got the Sarah's a Oh, that's one. right. You did get one recently. You're the only one who hasn't gotten one. <laughs> yep. Not a surprise. I have the worst luck in the universe, and it will always be that, oh. that, be that way. And it's not one of those. Well, it is one of those. You could always save it right before going into Unity and they can't go back in until you get one. <laughs> I wonder if it does do that, if it would do a random like that. It, it's a Every time you go into the Unity, it's a random chance. It, it doesn't calculate it before you go into Unity. I might have to do that next time. I wonder, I wonder if that universe I got with Sarah as a plant, I wonder if I could have taken the time to still try and romance her and get married to her. <laughs> you should have. That would have been awesome. Have a plant hopping behind you with a gun. It shoots needles at the enemy. <laughs> Not needler. Carry <laughs> <laughs> my shoulder. Uh, it's terrible. I love it. Should have done all it. She says is, all she says is, I am Sarah. <laughs> In Sarah's voice. Yeah, that'd be great. All right, guys. We got a couple of questions from our Discord chat. And the first one was Kilo Tango. Who wants to take that? Kilo. I will. Yep. Kilo said, if you live if you lived in the game as an NPC, what faction would you be a part of? Where would you live? And how would you make a living? Well, my answer is easy. Uh, I would obviously be working for Ryujin as their assassin. I mean, I'm sorry, their corporate their corporate asp- um their uh, their go-to guy um chief their fixer. Officer, their chief operative officer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's how I make my living. I just get paid by them. 
Yeah. Nice. I would actually do pretty much what I'm doing right now with my NPC, just uh, fly through the galaxy, scan planets, and then sell the exploration data for my uh, money. Oh, which faction? Um, Freestar. Actually, yeah, Freestar. Because it's more of the Wild West Frontier style versus, uh, versus UC. Now, if I was taking my life as I lived it, and then turned it into in game. It would have been a UC. Hmm. Yeah, I, I would. Guess. I would probably. Be, I would probably be with UC, and I'd be living in my penthouse. Mm-hmm. In, in uh, in it. Yeah, be living in my penthouse. Probably be still. I'd. I'd just be taking UC missions and earning my living that way. Because I mean, they uh, they hook you up. That's so if I was working crazy. for Ryujin, would that make me Freestar by default? I don't not nec- not necessarily. I mean, technically the Freestar the Freestar police Neon City, but they're not necessarily like Ryujin's not necessarily Freestar. Neon City is in the Freestar planetary systems. It is a Freestar collective settlement, good. but you don't have to be a member of Freestar to work for Region. Fair enough. I'd be independent. Yeah. They're pretty independent. All right, so our next question from Doc Swagbelly. <laughs> Rook, you want to take this one? All right. When the creation tools drop, what should be the expectations? Will we be able to create new systems? Will we be able? Will it be a cash shop of resources? Uh, this person doesn't have any experience with modding, but they're interested in our answers to this. Uh, he understands basically in chat... He understands how it worked for uh, Bethesda's other games, so he's wondering how it'll work for this game. It'll be very similar. Um, they've already announced that they are going to that you modders will be able to create new planets, new cities, new towns, things like that, and actually create quest lines. So I wouldn't be surprised if like faction-based level quest lines come start coming out from modders with mm-hmm. new cities on new planets. I don't think they're going to build new systems. In terms of game design, that goes well beyond the scope of basic modding, and it would take literally forever to do that. Um, and it's very, very, very difficult to add new resources into a game via modding. So most of the time what modders do is they take existing resources that are in the game, repurpose them for different reasons, create new NPCs using current models, things like that. So... But we were, we're going to see a lot of new stuff, and most of the mods will be like graphic tweaks, UI changes, things like that, minor things. And they will be a cash shop if you're going to go for, like, through Xbox. Mm-hmm. Most of the mods you will have to pay for, especially the ones that are going to be the new content ones, which are actually very worth it. And you definitely want to pay attention to what, what the rating is on each mod. If they're a four- and five-star rated mod, most likely going to be worth it. Mm-hmm. I would say one of the first things I'd expect to see once that comes out is multiplayer. Some form of multiplayer. Being able to like join friends games and things like that. Like yeah, something along that lines. The people who created the Skyrim one, I am uh, from what I've heard, they are making one for Starfield and they've already worked started working on it. Yep, yeah. They're just waiting for it to drop. They need the creation to kit to finish it. So that'll be interesting and I'm pretty sure we'll all be jumping into each other's games. Okay. Yeah. And if anyone wants to mod the game and put us into the game, let us know. Heck yeah. We'll, we'll shout it out. That would be put awesome. Us, put us, like, in Aquila City, you know, at that bar. Make Shut me up. a romanceable character so I can be creeped out every time someone plays the game. Nice. No, 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 no. Yeah. Actually, fourth wall break it so you're creeped out every time someone comes up to talk to you in game. <laughs> I, I gotta be a sniper that doesn't give a crap about anything but killing things. Well, then you're not very romanceable. Oh, I can still be romanceable. I mean, look at Andresia. You don't crap about anything. Me and Andresia. That's what I. That's the only thing I give, I give a crap about. She's my boo. <laughs> now, they're going to put you in as a hunter for if you start romancing Andresia, they could you go after him. <laughs> Were you talking to her? <laughs> Andresia's jealous of her rune boyfriend. <laughs> I, I guarantee you guys, when, when the... Uh, when all this drops for the um, the mods, we will be talking a lot about it. I'm going to be oh, yeah. messing around with mods quite a bit. Because that's what I did with Skyrim, and it made the game so much more interesting and so much more fun. Some of the expansion level 
mods that came out were amazing. There was one that came out for Skyrim about Khajiit, and it was so good. <laughs> you would think that Bethesda themselves made it. Yeah, it definitely is going to open up a whole new world, I guess we'll say. <laughs> Again, it's just gonna be. Yeah, that that went right into my oh, head too. Please don't do that. <laughs> Gosh, I need to be careful not to say anything to make Rook sing. <laughs> then don't bring up anything I can quote. <laughs> I know. I'm. I as soon as I said it, I was like, "Yep, mistake." <laughs> Instant regret. But, um, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna open up a lot, and it's it's gonna change things, and I'm kind of excited for it. I never once tried any mods or anything for skyrim or for like fallout so i'm kind of interested to see how this how this plays out i'd be interested in doing i love starfield i just my biggest issue with it is how like dry it's getting to me now because i've done just about everything i can do so having just so many new things to be able to do will be pretty awesome. I'm pretty sure we're going to put in stuff like new weapons and new food stuff and modify the food system. Anything in the game is pretty much moddable mm-hmm. and up for grabs. Hell, they'll probably throw in different looking suits. That would be amazing. Give me a spacesuit that doesn't look like a... Maybe a way to color the suits. 1940s astronaut. All like, of a sudden, all of a sudden... We start the first uh, mods we see are all different um, customizations for the that are lacking in game right now. The first set of mods that came out for Skyrim were just new weapons. Mm-hmm. It's the simplest stuff to do. That's why. Yeah, very easy. I thought about doing a, a planet myself, but that would take a lot of work. I don't know if I have the time for that. Fit that in with our Minecraft server. Maybe let's do a quest line <laughs> for the raw, the raw, the raw faction. <laughs> nice. All right, guys. That's- that's what they need to faction. do is make a mod where uh, they add a faction and you get to rename it when they start the game. Rename it? Yeah, like they create, they create a new faction and when you first bring up the uh, game, it says what's the name of the new faction and then you just name it. What we need to do is create a mod that adds a lot more random universes that can occur. <laughs> Come up yeah. with the craziest stuff and put it in the game. Yeah, you come out of the Unity, and you're in a cart. <laughs> you're in a uh, wheelchair. <laughs> no, you're just in the back of a cart, a la Skyrim. <laughs> you go into a Unity, and suddenly everyone's all in love with you. You can't do no wrong. You're rich. You've got everything going for you. But if you die, it's over, and you, it automatically reloads into Unity. Ooh. No, I like the cart one. You go into <laughs> Unity, it shuts down the game and starts up Skyrim new game. Starts <laughs> up Skyrim all of a sudden. Or you wake up in a vault. What? Go what into Unity and your starting ship is just one hab, one engine, <laughs> one laser. <laughs> as simple bare bones you can get, and that's the ship you have to use. Mm-hmm. You wake up on the deck of Firefly. <laughs> okay, the that Serenity. would be an awesome one. Yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> you just wake up on the deck of the Serenity. With Summer Glau looking at you. you see that going the new assets thing. What? <laughs> what? One thing I cannot do is I cannot 3D model. I can't do anything when it comes to coding. I can texture map. I can design like no tomorrow, but yeah, not. I can design no. and decorate. That's my thing. The right quests. <laughs> I'm pretty decent at writing quests. But. All right, guys. This is going to be it for episode number 22. And our and final season. episode for season one. And uh, we'll be back, like I said, January 5th, I believe, is our next episode. Yep. So uh, hang tight for that. And everybody, please just have an amazing holidays, amazing Christmas, New Year. Be safe on the New Year, please, and traveling for your holidays. And if you want to follow us on this show, you can follow us on Twitter at StarfieldRaw. You can email us for anything you want starfieldraw at gmail.com if it's something weird and screwy we may not read it but you can email us whatever you want anyway <laughs> <laughs> we do have an instagram oh yeah our instagram is uh, raw podcast one and we're i check it daily so i don't but thankfully rook does i'm on our twitter all the time and if you can't get enough of us and you want to hear more of us, we do do another show, as we mention every week, called Raw and Nerdy. Um, it is also on break, so there won't be a new episode for the holidays, but the new one comes out, I believe, will be right around New Year's. Right the, before it. The release is on New Year's. Yeah, well, actually, yeah, it comes on the first, yeah, New Year's Day. So, if you haven't listened to it yet, you have a lot of episodes to catch up on, so... 
That'll get then you through your holidays. Yep, that'll get you through your holidays until we come back. At least 10 hours of content. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, guys. And you can follow us individually as well. I am at the widget on Twitter, the widget on Twitch, on YouTube, <laughs> and just about everything else, including <laughs> Xbox. But I'm Kempo 401 on Steam. I found that out the other day. I yeah, I know. told you that. <laughs> Weird. You, you can uh, f- widget for me on Steam. That too. You, you can find me that way too. Yeah, you can find me on everything, but I'm a little bit more diverse in my screen names. So on Xbox and PlayStation, I'm Tomcat two one three. On Steam, I'm Rook two one three, and those are the three places you'll find me the most. My Instagram is Tomcat underscore two one three. You can find me on Facebook, facebook.com slash Tomcat two one three. There's a there's a series there of Tomcat two one three, and uh, you can find me on most social media platforms, X, all of them at uh, the Archon six zero six Xbox and PlayStation. You'll find me at Quick underscore D underscore six zero six. That's Q W I C K Quick. Like D-606. the wid- widget is W I G I T. There's no D in there. Have a fantastic holidays, everybody. Be safe. And we'll talk to you guys in the new year. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, and all that mumbo jumbo for everybody. And stay safe out there in the deepest black. Yeah, happy holidays, everybody. We'll see you when we get back. That included. Anytime Jeremy, <laughs> anytime Jeremy says anything. Testing one two one two one two. There's my levels. Hey, it's very bad. <laughs> there wouldn't be dead space if there was crickets. <laughs> Hi everybody, welcome back. We are back for episode number. Oh, by the way, I am messing that up.